Hello, my name is Donnie Smith, and I'm the pastor here at Ascension Christian Center in Apopka, Florida. I hope this message changes, impacts, and challenges you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you enjoy the message, you can connect with us on our website, Facebook, or Instagram at Ascension Christian Center. Thank you, and enjoy. So I want to give honor to my pastors. <clears throat> I love our pastors, and I know you guys do also. They have been such a blessing to me. Um, in the last four or five years that, that we've gotten to know them. He's invested a lot in me, and I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. He called out what he saw in me right from the beginning. And I remember a while back, it was, it was Pastor Donnie, myself, and at that, at that moment was the assistant pastor, which was uh, Moses. And it was after service, I don't remember. There was nobody there, it was just us. And he had asked me, like, hey, man, come, on, come over here. Let, let, let's have a conversation. Like, what's in your heart, man? Like, what, 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 what is it that you see that the Lord has been asking you, you know, throughout your life, you know, to pursue? Like, what do you feel that you're supposed to do for the Lord? And I had told him, I was like, you know what, well, I don't want to answer it, but I think we were in the moment. I was like, well, you know, I really feel like I'm called to, to teach. Man, looking back, I'm like, why did I say those words? But... But it was a good thing. And I'm glad that he asked that. Because what the Lord wants me to speak about today is obedience to the call. And I could tell you, and, and, and I'll ask for forgiveness of you as a church. And I am asking for forgiveness because I have not been obedient to the call of the Lord. Uh, I'm going about 19 years of being saved. And I know that the Lord has pushed me in a lot of, in a lot of ways to do certain things. But one of the areas that he's always highlighted is, I got one. Thank you, though. Oh, I appreciate it. I got so much love for you. Oh, let me not go there. Got a lot of love for her and Tony. Everybody, Dean, let me not get off track. <laughs> but, and I did already get off track. But <laughs> Where was it at? So, okay, so obedience. So going to 19 years. And, I, and, I, and I'm asking for forgiveness to you as the church because there's many times where the Lord has asked me, step out, step out, step out. You feel that, that it's like you feel a finger on you or, or something that the Lord is, is, is consistently in your heart. He's always saying like, hey, there's this area that I am asking you to step into or to step out into and to be obedient. And you keep not doing it. You keep running away from it. You keep refusing. You keep going around and circles, and you, you're really stretching out what should take place within a certain amount of time frame into, into 19 years for me. Not 19 years exactly, obviously, because you, you grow when you become a Christian. You have to mature. You have to get into your word. You have to learn the character of the Lord. But there is a time when he does call. I want to open up to the scripture. It's going to be in Samuel 15. We're going to start in verse 22 to 23. And I could have made it very easy by just getting the tablet, but I want to do the traditional way because I love my hard copy Bible. My kids were in a reading plan, and when I don't have my physical Bible, they're like, well, you can just read it on the phone. I'm like, no, we need the, we need the physical Bible. So, all right, so 15, 22 through 23. And I hope I'm not going too fast because I know somebody's translating back there. 
All right, so Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. We're going to jump to Exodus chapter 3. We're going to go to verse 9 through 11. We're going to jump a little bit on this one. It says, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel and out of Egypt. I'm going to take a pause here. So that's been me for a very long time. Pastor Donnie has offered me the opportunity before to, to, to preach. And I've put him off so many times. I'm like, ah, I'm not ready yet. Like, sorry, man. Like, maybe next time. And he's been so gracious to me to offer me the opportunity consistently. And this is me. It's Lord, who am I? I'm too short. <laughs> like, literally, these, these are the excuses. These are the excuses. I'm too short. <laughs> I'm bald, Lord. You know, I, I haven't lost enough weight to stand here, you know, and, and deliver your message. Yeah, Lord, I, I, I start to stutter, and my accent really shows up when I'm nervous. These people are going to eat me up if I don't preach a good message. You know, and, and you don't understand how many excuses, and I feel the Lord. Like, you don't understand how many excuses over the years I've put to the Lord. And I was literally crying in the back because I realized how disobedient I've been. Do you know how many excuses year after year I've given to the Lord as to why I can't stand in front of you? And I see you as family. And I, and I love seeing your faces every Sunday. That's not okay, man. That I gave him that many excuses when I could have touched somebody else's life here. By simply just being bold and choosing to do what the Lord was asking me at the moment. Hence the title, Obedience to the Call. <laughs> My grandma was telling me, you know what, if you get nervous, just look out. You know, when you teach, just look out, don't look at people. And I told my wife, I was like, I've heard that many times, but she knows me. I like looking at your faces. <laughs> I like being uncomfortable. I like connecting with your face. And it's okay, I'm uncomfortable, fine. <laughs> the Lord doesn't want you to be comfortable. It's not about that. Dean, another excuse a while back when I had gotten the opportunity offered and we were in a meeting and Dean was like, boo-hoo. And looking back, I'm so glad that he did that because he was pretty much calling me out. He was saying like, bro, it's, it's not about you. It's not about you standing here and thinking that you have to have everything perfect, everything together. It's you saying, Lord, I'm going to be obedient to what you're asking me to do because this is what you're asking me. All right, so I am, and I wrote this down, I am eternally grateful to my grandmothers for obeying and taking the call to intercede in behalf of the family and their willingness to grace literally all their grandchildren. 
my grandmas, both, one of them is here, another one's still in my country. I would not be here today, I can tell you, if it wasn't for them. Because they were obedient to the call of God to intercede for the family consistently. Since, since the time that I can remember, man, I, ha- I can remember back as far as I was at least five years old. And I remember seeing consistent prayer on their knees for the family. And when somebody in the family refused to raise one of the kids, they stepped in. And they raised those kids as if they were their own. And because of them today, because of their obedience to being intercessors, because of their obedience to raising us, in my mom's case, I got to honor her because she had to step away from our lives for a specific amount of time so that she could better our futures and bring us to the States. But in those times that she wasn't there, they stepped up to the plate. And I am here today saved because of her and my other grandma's obedience and because of my, gr- my grandfather's obedience to provide to the family, to work hard so that we could have what we needed. There's one more scripture I want to jump to. It's in, I jumped to the wrong one earlier and I didn't finish it. Let's keep reading. Um, let's jump to, we're still in Exodus, Exodus 4. We're going to go to 10 and 12. So 10 says, Then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. There goes an excuse. So the Lord said to him, well, let's not read the part. Let's move on. So we're going to go to 13. But he said, O my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. And you can read it on your own. It's just the story of when the Lord approached Abraham through the, through the burning bush. I mean, Moses, sorry. <laughs> I haven't gone to Abraham. But the whole point is he was out there way too long, <laughs> a lot longer than he should have been. And so I can identify with this, and, and this is one of the reasons why I think that the Lord gave me this scripture to share with you. So one main thing is, what she did for us, what both my grandmas did for, for, for me in my life, was they planted a seed. Through consistently me seeing them pray and seeing how they served the family and how they stepped up to the plate, eventually it came a point to where the Lord watered that seed. So if you're obedient and even the smallest of things, the Lord's going to plant the seed and whatever it is that you're doing, and you don't know who's going to come along the way and water that seed. One main point I have here is your obedience matters. It affects you and your journey. And sometimes you end up running around in circles when you disobey. For me, when I got saved, I started, um, I started teaching with the children, the small ones. And that, that was pretty easy. It wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. You could put a little message together and... It's, it's, not, it's not as hard, to be honest. From there, I moved on into teaching uh, 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 young adults or teenagers, young adults, teenagers to young adults, about abstinence, abstaining from drugs and, and from sexual things. At that point, I started to really get uncomfortable and think like, man, like, I'm not cut out for this. Like, I, I just, I don't like this this nervousness, this feeling when you're, when, you're, when you're teaching or when you're sharing. And then from there, I ran from the Lord for many years. 
And for many years, there was that, I would, I would repeat it, it was that finger of the Lord telling me, like, you're, you're, you're obeying me in all these other areas. You're, you're doing extra, really. But you're running from the one thing that I'm asking you to, to, to grow in, the one thing that I'm asking you to do. And we ran for years. And we went to multiple states, in a sense, running from the Lord. And I end up doing a network marketing business, and, and, and I end up in the same thing, teaching again. Hey, buddy, guess what? You're teaching today. And it seems that no matter how much I ran, the Lord just kept coming after me and saying, oh, you're not getting away. Don't worry. <laughs> it's okay. God waits on you. That's what Donnie has, Pastor Donnie has been, has been saying for so long. God waits on you. And the Lord reminded me when I was back there, I've been waiting on you. I've been waiting on you to say yes to just simply obey to what I've been asking you to do. And we ran for long, praise God, until we came to Ascension Christian Center and, and he was able to see that in me and, and encourage me consistently in that area. So your obedience matter, it affects you and your journey. It affects the church body. There's people here that are affected by your obedience. And it could be in the smallest thing to the biggest thing. It doesn't matter. It could be as simply as you coming in, the Lord saying like, hey, you see that piece of paper over there? Go pick it up. And somebody, somebody could be sitting in the room and see that and be like, man, that could minister to them. The simplest thing could minister to them. I try to teach that to my son. <laughs> hey, you see that over there, buddy? Go pick that up. Ah, oh, that why I got to pick that up? Because there's a good reason why I'm asking you to pick it up. Let's pick it up. And the Lord's in the back like, ah, Okay. I'm going to get you on that one. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> you taught him good, but don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to get you down the road. It's a good thing. It affects the lost. This is the part that I want to park in a little bit. There is a lot of stuff happening right now in the world. There is a lot of stuff. We're starting to see how much things are starting to get fulfilled and how crazy it's starting to get in so many different areas. And this is where we need to step up. We do. I ran from the young adults for a long time. And the Lord was consistently giving me dreams. He still hasn't stopped giving me dreams of teaching and preaching to the young adults. Now we started talking about, about colleges. Now he's giving me a dream. Okay, well, here's a dream about you preaching in the college. I'm like, okay. And so we're at a point to where our decisions have a big a big impact in what's taking place simply in, in our area. If you think about Pastor Donnie answering the call to, like we, were, we started out in Apopka, but the Lord obviously wanted him here. And if he wouldn't have answered the call and if he would have gone to God knows what other place, I don't think any of us would be together here. And we wouldn't have affected as many people as have been affected through, through the outreaches and through the get-togethers and through the prayer. And so... We have to step up. We have to start doing our part so that we can start affecting. Because at the end of the day, all of us here, I'm assuming most of us, hopefully all of us are saved. And we encourage each other and we preach to each other, praise God. But part of this is so that we can take it outside the walls. So we can actually start reaching out to those that, that are not saved. 
So one question that I ask for you, and I want you to start thinking about it now, is what is God inviting or asking you to obey in? I know that there's probably something in your heart that you can start highlighting now. It could be something very simple. It could be something that you've been running from for a long time like I did. It could be something that makes you very nervous or something that maybe doesn't make you nervous, but it'll cost you in, in, in another area. I knew that for me saying yes to this and taking a step forward in this means that my whole life will be different. I, I, I knew it for a fact. I was like, I know how you, I've, I've, I've been walking with you long enough that I know how you work, how you work Lord. I know that as soon as I step beyond this point, it's going to require more of me. It's going to require more devotion. It's going to require more accountability. It's going to require me to continue to go forward and not retract. And so start to think, what is God asking you? And what is the area that he's highlighting? And it's always an invitation from the Lord. He never forces it on you. I've asked the Lord sometimes, like, Lord, like, you know how I'm going to mess up. You know my nature. You know everything about me. Just, just take care of it. Just, like, get me out of the way and do what you need to do. But he's not, he's, it doesn't work that way. The Lord's not going to force you. You have to make the decision. Is God inviting or asking you to obey and choosing intimacy over earthly pleasures? <laughs> Putting down the video games. I'm included in that one. That's part of, part of the testimony as to, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Where I, yeah, there's no point in going there. But is it putting down the TV? Stop going to the movies. Put that your phone. Whatever it is that he's asking you to choose intimacy over whatever it is that gets in the way. Is it to say yes to the call over your life? If he's already revealed to you, like, hey, this is, we're all called to have intimacy with him, to worship him, to love him, to, to, to spend our whole lives pursuing him. But each one of us has something specific in which you say, like, hey, this is the one area that I want you, you know, in your life to pursue. Is it to say yes to the call of your life? I just said that. Is it to use the gifts that he has given you? I was telling a friend of mine, uh, I'm not going to say her name. She wanted to serve in an area. And I said, listen, that's fine if you serve in, in this area as long as you're not running from your gifting. You know, like it's, and, I, and I'll talk a little bit about that hopefully in a little bit. But whatever gifting he's giving you, whether it's singing, whether it's at your workplace or something specific that you can do, whether it's something here in the church, is that the area that he's asking you or inviting you to, to obey in? Is he asking you to give honor in order to step you into your next season or assignment? That's one big thing that we've been learning here is honor, honoring one another. And I think sometimes that is something that can hold you back from you being able to step into what the Lord is calling you to do or asking you to obey in. It's giving honor to whoever it is that you're supposed to give honor to. I, I honor Rick and Cheryl. I honor Dean. I honor Mike and his wife, my wife, Tony, our pastors. Lastly, is he asking you to put away the excuses that hold you back? 
at some point, everybody in the Bible got an invitation to do something, and they had the choice to say yes or no. They were not forced. Some of them put excuses, some of them didn't. I've put many excuses, and the Lord has asked me and confronted me, are you willing to put away your excuses? Right now, I'm not shaking. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. But most of the time that I've, every time that I've gone up here, I've been shaking. You probably can't tell because I try to stay nice and a good posture so that you don't see that my leg is actually moving. But the Lord was asking me, are you, are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done with your excuses and will you just go up there regardless of how it comes out? Just stand, deliver the message, allow me to use you, get out of the way because it's not about you. And that's it. That's it. I was in the shower last night and I was like, man, Lord, you know, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a crazy week. <laughs> Attacks from the enemy, half my face, like started hurting out of nowhere. I got sick out of nowhere. Like you name it. Like, it, it, was, it was my flesh fighting me saying, bro, what are you going to do? It was the enemy saying, dude, you sting. How are you going to do? It was everything. And in the other, in the other corner is the Lord saying like, bro, I got you. Just go up there. I got you. Get out of the way. Obey. Say yes. No excuses. No more running. And then when you go home, it's, it's another day. It's not like you're in another country and you're, you're, you're running from your life because you preach the gospel. We're in, we're in a state to where we can freely express our, our, our religion and our worship. Praise God for now. Amen. So that was the last one. The last key is, what, what is he asking you? Is he asking you to put excuses or reasons to hold you back? The next one is serve but say yes to the call. So for me, I can serve all day, man. <laughs> you tell me, run 10 miles. Hey, let's go 20, bro. Like, like, no big deal. What needs to be done? I got it. The Lord's like, okay, that's great. You do five, 10 things, but you're still running from the one thing that I ask you to do. I'm not asking you to always do this, 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 and that. That's great. You could do that. Praise God. And I said, Lord, can, can, can these five things just, or, or one thing or whatever amount of sacrifice it is to you, can this just equal that other thing? <laughs> I mean, like, if this equals 10, can't I just do these five, 10 things and just, you know, add them up and, and they're 10 and we're even? And he's like, no, doesn't work that way. I mean, you can do it. Praise God. Go right ahead. But... You still got to fulfill that one thing that I'm asking you to do. Obedience over sacrifice. Obedience to the call. I'm not, I'm not saying don't serve. Serve. <laughs> serve. <laughs> we need help. Serve. But I'm using myself as an example in, in this area. Obeying takes courage. <laughs> I told Pastor, I don't know how you do it, man. How do you have a message together for every Sunday? Like, how, like that's insane. And, and I'm glad that they're taking this time. And I, and I wish that I would have obeyed a lot sooner. Because I should have just said yes every time that he asked me. Instead of always putting him off and saying, I'm sorry, man, I'm not, I'm not prepared. Like, let me get my feet wet with the young adults. Let me start to get, you know ready. And my wife's like, dude, my, actually not my wife, the Lord said, you, it's not about being ready. You're never going to be ready if that's the case. It's just about jumping in. 
He showed me an image in my mind. When, I didn't finish what I was saying earlier when I was in the shower. And it was at me just, I think Bryce had said something about it, to me about it in the past, about me just being in open water, like floating, no more standing on solid ground. Which it was the Lord showing me is complete trust. It's complete trust. You're, you're, we were actually scalloping. <laughs> and I was telling her, I'm pretty dense, is that the right word? And so I sink. I don't float. I do not float at all. They're like, oh, just lay on your back, you'll float. No, sorry. I don't float. And so, <laughs> so it, it's not coincidence that I'm in the shower and the Lord shows me the image of me just bobbing there in the water. That was him saying, okay, this is letting go. This is you saying, take control, Lord. And if I sink, I sink. See what I'm saying? That's it. <laughs> so, so, step out into the waters. Where's Bryce? He's the one who told me that before. Thank you. <laughs> so, I want to go to one last scripture. It's in Hebrews. So it's Hebrews chapter 5. Sorry. My Bible was a little crusty because one of my kiddos got it wet. But I love my Bible and I don't want to get rid of it. So that's why it takes forever to try to get to where I'm getting to. So right, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7 through 9, it says, who in the days of his flesh, talking about Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And so when you think of obedience, I want you to remember that obedience is learned. It's take a, a child, my kiddos. It, it's been a journey of teaching them how to not do certain things and how to do certain things. And you start to realize year after year that it's, it's learned. They don't get it right from the beginning. It's not like, hey, don't do that. Don't, don't touch that because that's going to hurt you. And they got it. No. It's like, hey, don't do that. Man, I just told you like, like an hour ago, don't do that because that's going to hurt you. And a week goes by, it's like, buddy, I thought, don't you remember when I told you not to touch that? It's going to hurt you. Like, you're going to get burned. That's the Lord. <laughs> like, like, dude, don't do that. Ten years later, like, I don't know how many times I've told you. <laughs> Obedience is learned, but the Lord has perfect patience. Perfect patience. Even though he has to tell you something consistently over and over and over, he doesn't lose his patience like we do. I told you to stop. No. He doesn't lose his patience. He's consistent on it. It's one yes after another, and you start to overcome. For me, it's been one yes over another to overcome fear, 
fear of public speaking, fear of, of not having it all together, fear of whatever, whatever the, the, whatever the, the reason is, it's been one yes after another. And obedience, last point, is produces a measure, a measure of suffering. If you take the lives of all the apostles, and a lot, I think even everybody in the Old Testament, I can't think of, can't think of one that didn't suffer, that didn't go through some measure of suffering for their obedience. If you take Abraham, I can't think that it's easy, and I, I, I forgot to read that scripture where it talks about Abraham. That was, that was, you know what, let's go there, why not? Let's go to Genesis 12, no, let's go to, yeah, Genesis 12, 1 through 4. says, now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in all the families of the earth, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Because of the decision that my grandmother, my grandmothers took to step in the family as the intercessors has been a blessing for the whole family. And I can't think that it's been easy for them. I can't think that it's been easy for, it was easy for Abraham or for Moses or for all these other people, all the, all the apostles in the Bible. It produces a measure of suffering. My grandmas both have gone through a lot of suffering. They're seeing the decisions of all their kids some that are still not safe to this day, but they planted the seed. And the seed gets continually watered. And to this day, this promise to Abraham is still being fulfilled through his obedience. This promise to Jesus for his obedience is still being fulfilled, consistently adding new people as his inheritance, as his reward, because of his obedience to the death, obedience to the cross. He's continually getting a return, an eternal reward. So, is there an area in your life that God is highlighting to you where you need to obey? Thanks so much for joining us. We hope this message impacted you today. If you'd like to support Ascension Christian Center, simply go to ascensionchristiancenter.com click the gift tab or text ACCFL to 77977. Interested in hearing more? Check back weekly for new messages. Have a great day.